0: In a world where the 80s ended before all the terrible movies were made, three brave role-playing gamers will do whatever it takes to make the worst movies possible. But for budgetary reasons, the movies are only in audio. These are the worst movies ever played. Hey everybody, welcome to Worst Movies Ever Played. I'm your director, Patrick. I'm Jeffrey.
1: And I'm Brent. We are playing Straight to VHS, which is a role-playing game that allows us to bring the most terrible movies from the 80s that were never in theaters, were never on DVD or VHS. They weren't even on demand anywhere. They are just here in audio where they are as cheap and as bad as they could possibly
0: be. You don't hear a lot of Hollywood producers who want to go that route with their film.
1: (laughs) Like I said, we are using a game called Straight to VHS, played by Lost Cat Games. And since we started doing this show, Lost Cat Changed their mechanics a little bit. So today we're trying a new mechanic in version 0.5 of the game. So if you
0: notice the mechanics are a little different, that's why. I know you guys were all thinking, boy these three were really good at playing the game the old way. <laughs> I can only imagine how quickly they'll master this new game. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Fear not, we're <laughs> going to be experts very quickly.
1: All right. And so without further ado, we are going to Chatham County, North Carolina for a movie that actually has a title of a real place that you can look up on Google called The Devil's tramping ground. Spooky. And this is near your actual hometown? It is about a county over from where I grew up, yeah.
0: One county over? This is uh, in the rural areas outside of Raleigh. So So, is Hazard County like one more to the left? That's enough. That's enough. All right. Let's go ahead and introduce the characters for the day. Jeffrey, who are you playing? I will be playing Duncan Punch Nugget. (laughs) Duncan is a school bully who uh, aspires to be the first person to go to college uh, in his family on a bully scholarship. He is very excited about being a bully. He loves being a bully. And uh, his dad was a bully before him, and his grandfather was a bully before him. Uh, So there's a lot of pressure in his family to be a great bully. Okay. Okay. Brent, who are you? I'm playing Mr. Linnaeus. I am uh, fulfilling a personal lifelong dream of being a high school science teacher. And, of course, the only natural enemy for the bully is the science teacher. So I can only imagine what this dynamic is going to be like. The science is in on this. (laughs) Bullies and science teachers are natural enemies. And with that, we go
1: to Pittsburgh, North Carolina, where the sun is just rising over a morning at Pittsburgh High School. Mr. Linnaeus is preparing before his first period science class, and he's a little worried because two of his students that were supposed to have come back uh, over the weekend didn't come back. Shonda Giles and Tim Calabria, two students that were just your best members of science club, went out to conduct an experiment out in the woods, and they didn't come back. The police have been notified. They're, They're trying to find these kids, but nobody really knows exactly where they went. How long have they been missing? Uh, They've been missing over the weekend. So you guys had been discussing a thing in Science Club that you have been looking into for a very long time, which is the Devil's Tramping Ground. The Devil's Tramping Ground is a place that is in the middle of the woods uh, by the highway, and there are trees all around it, but in the middle... There is just barren land, and the closer you get to the center of it, the more barren it gets. So there's a very lush forest all the way around, and in the middle there's this dead barren land. The way the urban legend goes is that if you are trying to spend the night in this barren land, you will not be able to. Most people that have tried have been scared out and run away. People that tried to leave items in there overnight, those items disappeared. And you are a man of science, and you don't believe any of this bunk. But you've been trying to prove in your spare time that there's a scientific reason for why this place is very barren. Your students, who you mentioned this place to, kept asking questions about it. You didn't know they were going out there, but you think they may have headed out that way. You haven't told the police about this yet, because you kinda don't wanna be the person that led them out to this place if that's where they ended up. But you're also feeling a little guilty
0: about it. This sucks, okay. It's been 48 hours, which is still fine. I mean, on 48 hours, they could be dehydrated, but they have enough food for at least five more days, just based on their own fat stores. I mean, we don't have to worry about them starving, and it's been a warm night, so I'm not worried about exposure. Water is gonna be an issue. Mr. Linnaeus
1: is in the classroom, pacing back and forth, thinking about this, as people begin to pile in for first period, but they're not all quite there yet. But he's sitting there like
0: using the five minutes before the bell to run through this stuff in his head. If they miss class today, I know something's the matter. These kids never miss class. They have perfect attendance and they take a lot of pride in that. And I take a lot of pride in my students who take pride in that. Katie Foster takes her homework, puts it in the homework bin, sees you. What do you want?
1: I'm just putting the homework in the homework bin. Oh, Thank Katie. you, sir.
0: Katie, I'm I'm very sorry. Have a seat. I was startled. I thought there was a bird.
1: More students begin to put their homework in the homework bin, but they see you muttering to yourself. Pull it together, Carl. This isn't how you start first period. And then Duncan Punch Nugget walks in. Does he put his homework in the homework bin?
0: No, he, he does. Duncan has a blank piece of paper that he puts into the bin. And then Duncan is going to take a pencil while Mr. Linetti is distracted. Linnaeus. Linnea, thank you. No, uh, he well, calls me Linetti. That's correct. Oh, yeah, correct. well, Mr. LaFuckNuts <laughs> <laughs> well, over there is distracted. I'm going to cross out one kid's name on their homework and put my name in. Roll your spy to
1: see if you successfully managed to do this without confrontation. I have one pass on that. Yeah, you managed to do it yeah. because Mr. Linnaeus is still muttering to himself about something and isn't paying attention to what you're doing. Duncan does it again. <laughs> the bell rings, and you now have to teach class.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to first period. Oh boy, we got exciting stuff to talk about today. I thought there was a- oh, there's a hand in the back, uh, Mr. Punch Nugget. I've got a biology question for you. It, uh, shoot. Are Shonda and Tim boinking in the woods? <laughs> Patrick, how many of the other kids laugh when I say none? None. Oh, nobody, okay. Nobody, nobody likes. Them. Yeah, nobody likes that. Their friends have
1: been missing for forty-eight hours, and you're being a dick.
0: Yeah, Mr. Punch Nugget, that is wildly inappropriate and, and very insensitive. This is an incredibly serious time. Please see me after class. <laughs> okay, whenever. Not whenever, after class. That's when you're going to see me. I mean, whenever I want no, see you. No, as be... soon as class is over, you will be seeing me here at my desk. This is where I will be, and you will be there too. Well, we'll see how it goes. That's how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> This goes on for another 15 minutes, <laughs> at which point... The, mo- the movie did not cut any of it. <laughs> like it, it rolls for 15 on.
1: minutes where each of them are trying to get the last word, and eventually he just puts on a movie, lets the other kids watch
0: it, and then they go over and they talk to one another by the desk. I have a hypothesis for you, Mr. Punch Nugget. I think that you would like to graduate from high school. Is that correct? Uh, maybe. What if instead of giving you an F this semester, which is absolutely what you deserve, based on your constant cheating and Mm. disrupting and inability to remember anything I've ever said. I mean, this is science, and I've got the science of cheating down pat, so I think in that way I should be getting like extra credit. The fact that I know you're always cheating means that you don't have that science down pat. My question is thus. What if I proposed some extra credit? Go on. What if that extra credit was potentially off campus? Okay. So we're going to like a bar or something? Going to like a titty bar to like study like tit bounces? Jesus. Like what are we doing No, we're not going to is a, this like titty a titty bar. T- is this like a tit- You will shut up now, and here's what we're going to do. What the fudge? At 315 today, yeah. you will meet me back here. We're gonna go for a little drive, and we're just gonna go see if your classmates are, as you say, boinking in the woods. Oh, okay. Well, if there's blinking involved, <laughs> and we're not going to tell anyone that we're doing this. Uh oh, you like a pedo or something? I'm not like a pedo or something. I'm genuinely worried about kids. Look up when they <laughs> hear the word pedo being said in the class. That, guys definitely okay. We were talking about um, this next part's definitely on the exam. Everybody looks back down, but they look at you one more time, and then go back to their work. Can I roll to convince them that I'm not a pedo?
1: Yes, roll to convince the class you're not a pedo. Okay, thank you. you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I passed. Okay.
1: You passed. Everybody knows this is just Duncan being Duncan again. Like, every kid in school has heard Duncan call every teacher in school a pedo at some point. While we're thinking about this, he, he says titty bar in classes where it doesn't even come up. Like, whenever they talk about, like, lakes in South America, Duncan just goes on a tear with the titty bar stuff. So this is Duncan being Duncan. This is Duncan being Duncan. See the after class. So first period ends, the bell rings, everybody piles out. Mr. Linnaeus shuffles his papers and gets ready for his next class. We pan up to the clock, which goes from 7.45 in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, at which point everybody starts piling out of the school. Duncan is,
0: like, beating a kid up. It's just like, and then the bell rings. It's like, oh, quitting time. All right, get, get the fudge out of here, you dummy. He takes the kid's
1: baseball bat. Roll to see if the kid does that. Without trying to get it back. Like, make sure he's not going to call a principal or something. Okay, I'm going to intimidate the kid with my strength. Great. But, like, you're trying to make sure he doesn't go tell an adult. I don't really care if he tells an adult. Okay.
0: I'm just stealing a baseball bat okay. from a child. I got two passes on that. So, And if this kid knows what's good for him, he's not going to report me. Okay, the kid doesn't report you. He's got gum in his
1: nose. Yeah,
0: and I he's stole crying and bat. he's going yeah, away. That's right. I kick him in the ass before as he right. as he's leaving. And then Duncan heads over to Mr. Linubi's <laughs> desk. Hey, Patrick, what year is this? Uh, this is 1978. The baseball bats are probably still wood, right? They're not aluminum baseball bats yet. Yeah, they're like Louisville yet.
1: Sluggers, yeah.
0: So you go to, what kind of car do you have, Mr. Linnaeus? 1978,
1: I got a Gremlin. A 1978 Gremlin. Is it is it a new Gremlin? No! Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> the Science oldest. Teacher. In fact, it's the oldest Gremlin <laughs> I'm still available to drive. So you go over to your Gremlin. And you wait for Duncan to quit
0: beating up this kid. As I'm walking into the parking lot, I'm noticing that the Gremlin has a Stumpers Clunkers uh, bumper sticker on
1: the car. Oh, wow. (laughs) You made it all the way to North Carolina, huh?
0: (laughs) Amazing. We don't know that that one was the first stumpers clunkers. <laughs> For all we know, he's been kicked out of town after town after town. We're of course yeah. <laughs> referencing a previous show, Magic and Mufflers. Yeah, now available. Well, yeah, now I, it's I, a shared universe. Oh deep, my god. A deep shared universe. So I'm walking right. into the park, I'm walking into the parking lot and I'm like twirling my baseball bat around as I walk over to Mr. Loomis's car. <laughs> Mr. Punch Nugget, where did you get that bat? <laughs> it's my baseball bat that I brought from home. It's not worth getting into. Get in the Okay. (laughs) Doors close, we start driving. Oh yeah, just a heads up, if you're a pedo, I'm gonna beat you up with this baseball bat. Just to be clear, you're the only student I would ever do this with, and that's because I care very little about your personal well-being. Interesting. Should I be, like, freaked out? Should I be, like, super scared right now? You shouldn't be super scared, but what we're going to do... I think I know where our two missing students might have gone. And I haven't alerted the authorities yet, because... Maybe they got the idea to go there based on a conversation I had with them in Science Club. Mm, so is this about that woods orgy? You know how sometimes, Mr. Punch Nugget, as a bully, you will beat the shit out of a student. Yeah. And I'm hypothetically, you will say, if you tell anyone, I'll beat you again. Absolutely, classic bullied stuff. In this particular situation, let's imagine that I'm you. Okay. If you tell anyone about this, You will disappear. I know things, Mr. Punch Nugget. Things that if you paid attention in my class, you would know that I know. What are your lectures about? (laughs) Your lectures are about, like, making kids disappear. Roll to see if
1: you can use your charisma to intimidate him into thinking you can disappear children. I have, um, no charisma. (laughs) Well, I rolled a one. Okay, so, so that doesn't work at all. There are more ones than passes in that. So technically what that means is you get a tough break. You definitely took this kid after class by himself into the woods. And Duncan realizes that he can use this against you if he wants.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's just not talkie talky anymore, okay, dummy? He puts on the radio, and it's 78, so it's like, what, the Bee Gees comes on or something? Yeah. 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 We're disco. It's disco time. All right. So That's the song. at disco time. So they,
1: <laughs> they're listening to <laughs> the Bee Gees' <laughs> top hit disco time <laughs> as they start going down the country road, which is now called the Devil's Tramping Ground Road, but back then I think it was just
0: an unnamed road. Do you even want to know where we're going? Nah, I don't really care oh okay <laughs> the mission's really straightforward we're gonna look for the missing students well i think i kind of remember what they look like so i didn't really interact with them much they weren't really in the bully circles or in the beat up kid circles they're sort of out of my purview there's many different cliques what is the group that specifically associates with being beat up by you av club well i'm happy that science club missed them wait there's a science club in the school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when do they meet, by the way? <laughs> it's just like a random question. Would, would you be interested in joining Science Club? Yes. I'm uh, very interested. Uh, in I need just... you to roll to make sure that you didn't just give away that you're lying. Okay. Let's see. Is that charisma or spy? That is charisma. Okay. Oh, he's not going to be. Uh, two. Uh, You failed, and it's very clear you just want to beat up the members of Science Club. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to go to Science Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Science Club meets behind the maintenance shed at 4 o'clock on Sundays. And if it seems like nobody's there, just hang out there till 6 or 7 or 8, you know.
1: So, eventually, you get to the pull-off. Right by the country road. So over on the right side of the road, there is a little dirt path that leads into the woods. There's a fence, or not a fence so much as a gate, in front of the dirt path. Mr. Linnaeus has no problem going around it. Is there
0: anything you want to get from your car before you go in to the Devil's Tramping Ground? As a science teacher, I brought a couple of things just in case it got hairy out here. But I'm not a man of action, so I just grabbed what was in the classroom. I have a, uh, from frog dissection left over, a handful of scalpels that I'm pretty sure I could throw. I haven't done it before, but it seems like something I might be able to do. And I also just have a sack of Erlenmeyer flasks. My thought being, if it really gets hairy, I'll break the bottom and have, you know, a glass bottle to stab people up with. So you're planning to attack somebody in these woods, right? I now. am very nervous because these students shouldn't have gone missing. And I don't know if it was hippies or biker hippies, or some other kind of hippie head that has stolen them. And I want to make sure that I'm ready for whatever it is. I'm bringing my backpack. I have my new baseball bat, and I have my uh, pocket knife in my my pocket, obviously. In the backpack, there are no books or papers whatsoever. There are several porno magazines. (laughs) I'd love to have some stink bombs as well. You have... Three stink bombs. Three stink bombs and a lighter as well. You have a lighter, yes. And a pack of
1: smokes. You have a pack of smokes. Okay, so you guys head into the woods, really just like about a minute down the dirt path, and then you come into this clearing. The trees are all around you, but the land directly in front of you is very barren. It's gray, and it gets grayer and even more desolate right in the center. It looks like people have put a campfire here before. You see that there are logs and there have been many fires that have been burned here in the middle of this ground. It's also clear that a lot of people have tried to be here before, like there's remnants of litter, things like that. Nothing really permanent. Beyond the trees, you you get the outline of what might be a house of some
0: kind. So how long do I have to be here before I graduate? Well, we're going to decide on a case-to-case basis, meaning... I don't know yet, so make yourself useful and start looking around and see if you can see anything that looks like it could be from our missing classmates. Okay, we're Also, don't stray farther away than you can see me. We're going to maintain eye contact. It's now 5 o'clock-ish? What time of year?
1: Fall. There's still some green on the trees. The leaves are beginning to fall a little bit, but
0: it's getting on dark. The sun will go down soonish. Duncan is looking around the forest. He's looking for, like, signs maybe of you know a kid's hair band or like missing homework or something like
1: roll that. your intelligence to see what you can find <laughs> yeah it's not this character strength <laughs> too <laughs> yeah. you find a broken beer bottle weirdly not in the tramping ground it's like the part that is gray it's not there but right on the outside there's a broken beer bottle
0: does it look like there's any beer on it or near like is there like little beads of beer or anything on it or is it uh, no, no out? this has been here
1: forever The label that is peeling off is clearly from the fifties, but you think you found something. I'm going to put it in my backpack and keep looking. Congratulations, you smart whippersnapper.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm also looking. Okay. And I have an intelligence of four, so I think I get to roll five of these suckers. You are much more likely to find something useful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I got a bunch of fives. You got a bunch of fives. So you have noticed,
1: Mr. Linnaeus, that there are footsteps of two people that came in recently that are leading into the tramping ground. Once they get into the circle that is the barren tramping
0: ground, those footsteps disappear. They disappear in the circle?
1: Yeah, like you see footsteps leading in the in the grass and the mud leading up to the tramping ground, but once you get to the tramping ground, they
0: disappear. Is that because the ground is too beaten down to take footsteps or they just literally there's a step and then there are no more steps you can tell that you're leaving footsteps as you walk
1: through the tramping ground Got it. Uh, what you also notice is that on the other side of the tramping
0: ground you see the footsteps continue again my mustache which i haven't mentioned to this point Mm -hmm. i begin to tug at nervously you can't find
1: anything in the tramping ground middle but what you can find on the outskirts is that at some point there are other footsteps that are ...further apart from each other that go running in a certain direction. They turn around and run back
0: into the tramping ground, and then you lose the trail from there. And can I tell from the footsteps, are they student-sized feet? Teenagers to adults. Mr. Punch Nugget, come over here for a second. Look at this. Hey, want a beer? No, I I don't drink, Mr. Punch Nugget. I like to keep my mind sharp. (laughs) What a dork. Okay, shut up and look at these. (laughs) Okay, what's that? Someone came here recently. Two people and then the feet are gone. These are definitely shoes. I don't see any bare feet, so no hippies. Then the shoes go running off, so something happened that startled them, and if these are our people, you need to help me find where these feet go. Yeah, maybe they were like, they were blinking, and then like a forest ranger, like a cop came in, or? Like, I'm trying to put the clues together in my head, you know. It's like if they it helps you focus, imagine that they're boinking the whole time. Yeah. And you could maybe sneak in on them boinking and shout at them. Wouldn't that be fun for you? That would be the best. Okay. That'd be, like, the best day of my life. Go find out where they're boinking. Yeah, so Duncan follows the trail to try to find where they may have gone. I just want him walking in front because I am a nervous old man. Absolutely um, using this student as a human Oh, yeah, bodyguard. yeah, I, I would if I were you. He's awful.
1: Duncan the Boinking Bloodhound begins to go in and out of the circle many, many times. It's sort of like watching a family circus cartoon, but it's not going anywhere. All the footsteps are just going around and around and around. And as you're following it, you see that they went in and out, in and out, in and out, but didn't seem to go anywhere. And you lose the trail in the middle of the circle. And after you've family circused your way around this for a little while, you hear footsteps coming from
0: the house that's over in the distance. You hear a voice go, Can I help you, gentlemen? Uh, we're looking for two teens. They were probably boinking around here. Have you seen them? Shonda and Tim, I think are their names. They don't really run in my circle, but... I think are their names. Mr. Punch Nugget, please. Hello, sir. Good evening. Uh, my name's Mr. Linnaeus. I teach over at the high school. We were just out here because we had some members of our science club come by, we think, and uh, they haven't come back to class, and and as their teacher, I was concerned, and I just I uh, wanted to... Have you, have you seen any young people around here, anything suspicious?
1: So the man that's in front of you is pretty well-dressed. He's got a tan suit on, uh, he's got a bolo tie, and he's wearing kind of a wide-brimmed hat. Uh, he's got a fiddle in his hand, and then there's a fella next to him that's a little less well-dressed. This guy's uh, bigger, he's got uh, overalls on, he's got some boots on, and then he's got a collared shirt under the overalls, but it's buttoned up all
0: the way to the top. Got it. And are either of them impressed by my green and brown checkered sweater vest?
1: Roll your charisma to see Okay, if they... well, that's nothing. Uh two. The more well-dressed man looks at your sweater vest and goes, Well, if you were my teacher and you were wearing a vest like that, I reckon I'd run too. And they both chuckle at how bad your uh, vest looks. Uh, that's a very, very good joke. Nobody's intimidated by the sweater vest. The well-dressed man goes, Well, if I'm being quite honest, we have a lot of people come in and out of here. I, if I would known so many people were going to come in and out of this property, I never would have bought the damn property. I have not seen the people you're referring to. I have to chase people off my property constantly, much as I am doing right now. Y'all are aware that this is private property. I've seen you he points to Mr. Lester, I've seen you here a couple of times and I feel like more than once I've had to have Charlie here ask you to leave. Is that right, sir? Is that right? Yeah, you have more than once been down here trying to get soil samples, and this fella in the
0: overalls has come up and shooed you away. Oh, yes. Ha, ha, ha. That's right. I thought you looked familiar. Charlie, you said it was. Great to see you again, Charlie. Yeah, um, thanks for for uh, all those times you, you didn't uh, beat my head in with a Dave. So, yeah, ha, I'm back, but... This time with a really good reason, an even better reason than trying to understand why this particular piece of earth never grows. And your reason is that you think children went
1: missing on my property? Precisely, yes. Are you accusing me of something, sir?
0: Well, and- This is going really well. I just kind of thought they probably got lost somewhere in the woods, but now that you're saying that- Why is a grown man and a child on my property? Yeah, good question. Well, he's a classmate and he's very concerned about his other classmates and he volunteered to help me come look for them. All right. Yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't I just go call the police and maybe they can all sort this out? Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Here's an interesting thought. What if we didn't call the police? (laughs) Duncan is like, laughing to himself he you want us funny. to not call the
1: police your friend here your little child friend seems to think that uh <laughs> he, that's a bad idea it's like you're not on the same page oh i think it's a hilarious idea i think you should definitely call the cops on my teacher that would be very funny i'm beginning to think that's <laughs> what i'll do and he and the other fella start to walk back to the house to
0: call the police oh man Okay, how 70s is this movie? Let's decide. Is Linnaeus ready to be a murderer? (laughs) We don't know what is awaiting us in these woods, but it's probably not great. I think Linnaeus at this point knows the jig is up and should let the cops come. So they're walking away. Do you want to try and stop them
1: or do you want them to call the cops at this point?
0: Or do you want to ask Duncan to destroy the phone lines? There's probably like a visible phone line or something, right? It's like a country sort of backwoodsy thing. I think Linnaeus is too big of a coward. I really do. Yeah. So, okay, sirs, I've thought about it, and I think you're right. I thought this was something we could handle just amongst ourselves, but perhaps it's time to alert the authorities. May we accompany you to call the police? No, I need you to leave my property right now, thank you. Then who's going to look for the children? You're
1: either going to have the police come out here... Great. ...and look for the children, or deal with the trespassers on my property. Either way, the police are about to get called, and you're going to be part of a crime,
0: whether it be murder or trespassing. Murder? How am I being accused of murder? <laughs> did, what? He's not even... Before, Duncan was just, like, snickering to himself, and now he's just, like, bawling you? on the fourth floor, laughing, doubled over. We've got some kids missing in the woods. No one's talking about murder. Gentlemen, let me tell you what I saw
1: before I made myself. You shut your mouth. Son, I'm giving you a warning right now. Shut your mouth. I'm giving your mailbox a warning. Uh, he smacks you in the face. I mean, it's not damage, but he does—he doesn't think twice about it. Duncan's not gonna take that. Um, so Duncan is gonna try to punch him back in the face. Okay, so go for it. If you're gonna try and do more than just a slap, it, it may end up in a fight right here, right yeah.
0: now. No, I realize that. Okay. Duncan is not going to be physically intimidated uh, okay. by anybody. Okay, so. gentlemen, let's calm down here. I think we have yeah, really gotten off on the you wrong. You can leave
1: road. the property right now and you can get this little shit off with it too. Now I can call the police so I can handle this myself.
0: Please, we would love for you to call the police. He slapped me. He put his hands on me. I'm gonna fudge him up. I have the right to stand my ground and you have the right to get off my property. What is the size difference between this adult man holding a violin with a hat and Duncan right now? (laughs) Duncan is a high school student, so he might be very
1: big. Charlie is also here and is beginning to bristle and crack his knuckles,
0: looking right at you. How much bigger is Charlie than Duncan? By a lot. Okay. Here's what he'll do. He's gonna put his hands up. I'm gonna go, okay. Okay, I'm leaving. What's the most valuable thing outside of this man's house that Duncan can see? Like, is there like a fountain or like a lawn gnome or something? Roll to see what you can see. Nice, rolled a one.
1: Okay, the most valuable thing that you can see is right next to a shed. It appears to be like some sort of tanning rack. Okay,
0: yeah, so Duncan is just going to back away slowly and make his way towards the tanning bed. (laughs)
1: Okay, so you're going to walk towards the tanning rack.
0: Yeah. All right, so Duncan's backed up.
1: The man turns to you and he goes, now listen, you're going to leave, right? I very much want to leave. The only thing that is keeping you here is your stubborn obstinance. You promise you're going to call the police?
0: I'm definitely going to after all of this. Great. So with your word as a gentleman, I would like to shake hands knowing that you're going to call the police and report these missing students. And then we will leave and go back to town... And call the police ourselves and give them whatever information we might have. That's fantastic. You go ahead and, and you... So we shake hands. And, uh, yeah, and you shake hands. This conversation took some wild turns. So you're leaving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go back to the gremlin. Great. So in the background, I have taken out my baseball bat and I am destroying this tanning bed. And I imagine this is kind of like a Street Fighter 2 scenario where I'm trying to, like, destroy a car as fast as I can. Roll your athletics. Okay. Two sixes. Two sixes. Yeah. You
1: just barely miss getting your leg caught in the bear trap. We all heard the bear trap go. And at this point, Charlie and the man look at you and they go. Well, that's quite enough of that. Charlie is booking it right towards you, and he is gonna tackle you.
0: For a roller, I got two sixes. This sure didn't. Turn yeah, out but you well remember you
1: asked to see the most valuable thing, and you critically failed. Yeah, right? Fail. Oh, that's
0: right. I yeah. see. <laughs> got it. And then I told it. you what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So then he goes to tackle you and misses you. So you get to decide what to do next, and then. The man turns to you, Mr. Linnaeus, and goes, Well, now no one's going anywhere. We
0: just shook hands. I mean, We're your leaving. boy just tried to destroy my things. My student just almost got caught in one of your bear traps. I don't see how that's either of our fault that you have to. Because he was un- going over on property that wasn't his
1: after he'd been warned not to. What do you want to do now to uh, Charlie? So he missed. What he happened missed you, to so him. he landed on the ground. So he like dove. You got out of the way,
0: so he's still up. I'm going to run. I'm going to run? I'm going to run to the woods. You're yeah. going to run into the woods? Yeah. I'm going to run okay. deep into the right. woods to try to outrun him.
1: Oh, okay. Boy. <laughs> okay. Roll your athletics, and Charlie will roll his. Ooh. <laughs> I did very poorly. How poorly? Two ones. You fail worse than Charlie does. As you start running into the woods, you trip and stumble, and Charlie grabs you by the neck. Okay. And He's got his arms around you. You can try and break out if you want, but this is a big dude. He drags you back into the circle, next to the man, and next to Mr. Lennax.
0: This has really gotten quite out of hand, sirs. You're here because you know what this place is, right? It's called the Devil's Tramping Ground, and it's an anomaly where nothing will grow in the circle. It's interesting, I'd like to know why that is. But currently, I care much less about that as I do about one, my two missing students, and now my third, which you have, your gentleman has accosted. All right, so I'm gonna make you a deal. I don't know why the hell nothing will grow
1: on my property. I'd like to grow something here, but I can't grow nothing. I never had a scientist come out and try and
0: figure this out. Well, I would it... have earlier, but your your gentleman keeps chasing me off. And I've clearly stated many times, and if my wardrobe and appearance doesn't give it away, this is what I do, and I'm pretty good at it. You're gonna stay here all night, because no one ever seems to be able to.
1: But, at this point, I've got you for trespassing. I've got you for trying to destroy my property and then I watched you two walk around and try and cover tracks. What I reckon I need from you boys is if you're really a scientist, as you say you are, I need to figure out why nothing grows on my land. I'd like to grow something here, maybe some azaleas, something nice for my wife. Can you figure this out for me, and then maybe I won't tell the police about what happened? That also seems
0: fine. But again, the idea of calling the police to help expand the search, I I think you've talked enough.
1: (laughs) <laughs> all right, sure,
0: whatever. L- yes, yes.
1: So we got a deal. Yeah, and we, we shake once again. And the two of you shake hands. He goes, now, let's be very clear here. I need you boys to stay in the circle all night
0: long. Why specifically in the circle? Because supposedly that's where things disappear. You leave the circle, you break the deal. Mr. Punch Nugget, are we going to have to call your parents to let them know you'll be doing an a- after-school assignment overnight? Whatever, my dad doesn't give a shiz. My only request, then, is could we perhaps have a uh, blanket and um, some food? Because we didn't come anticipating camping this evening. By all means, Charlie, go get them
1: something. Anything else you gentlemen need? No, that should be...
0: F- oh, uh, flashlights, flashlights, yes.
1: All right, I got some flashlights. I'll give you those. Great. That's fine. Charlie goes into the house, gets... Two flashlights, a couple blankets, pillows, and they've got a uh, couple of plates, bowls, I should say, of beans. And they're like, good luck to you gentlemen. I can't wait to hear back what you find and then never see you again. Sounds great to us. So the man leaves you. They both go back to the house. In the distance, you can hear- Yeah, what time is it now? It's Sun's going down. This is a new scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it is. So you are now alone. You can hear over at the house, the man fiddling. You can hear like a little bit of rustling from them just kind of hanging on the porch. They're not saying much. It's mainly just the man fiddling. You can hear a little
0: that sort of thing is happening from the house, but not a whole lot else. I am opening and closing my switchblade repeatedly. I've got one goal tonight, and that goal is to stick this knife Into that asshole's leg Mr. Punch Nugget, I would highly recommend not doing that As that man is both very large and very strong And I will have to report you to the principal That's why I'm gonna do it Look, we're both in a situation we didn't expect And we're not really excited about it I'm the bully! I'm the bully in this situation There can't be a second bully I think it would be a good idea if you and your father both came in And we had a sit-down in the next couple of weeks (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) good
1: luck with that As night has fully fallen, what are you doing for light?
0: Are you doing anything for light? I guess if we're here, we might as well do some science. So I'm going to keep poking around and digging in the dirt and uh, collecting leaves. Great. I'll be flipping through a porno magazine that I thought I purchased. Okay. Called Ass Magazine. <laughs>
1: Brent, roll to see how many leaves you find, and uh, Jeffrey, roll to see how many asses you see.
0: Oh, okay, great. And what do I roll? What, do I roll with a modifier on that? Uh, or?
1: Just roll with your intelligence to make sure you can recognize
0: an ass. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I found a lot of leaves. I rolled a five, so I'm guessing I saw maybe some asses. Those are some pretty,
1: pretty good asses. You're pretty happy with it. As Mr. Linnaeus is collecting leaves, he found quite a few. What's interesting is that as he found certain ones and cataloged them and said, oh, I'm going to come back and get that one in a second, it would disappear. It would be gone when no one was looking at it.
0: Intriguing. So there is Mr. Like a- Punch Nugget, are you noticing a breeze of any kind? Whatever. <laughs> He's a real useful character <laughs> to have on an adventure. Making a note to myself to stop asking Mr. Punch Nugget to verify anything. <laughs> Thanks. Can you both roll
1: your intelligence? Oh, boy. <laughs> two. Five and a six. Two? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, shit.
1: You don't notice anything because you go back to looking at your porno magazine
0: and you're kind of jostling around. There's like one of those cards flies out that's like a subscription offer and I like take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> seriously consider becoming a subscriber to Ass Magazine. Mr. Linnaeus, however, feels some vibrating
1: under the ground. It's a low rumble, and it's not consistent, but there is some vibrating
0: under the ground. Hold the phone. What is this? I take one of my Erlenmeyer flasks. I take a scalpel. I scrape along the bottom widest edge three or four times. Then I put a lighter underneath, rotate the Erlenmeyer over the lighter, and then very delicately on a log, tap the bottom until the bottom part breaks off. So I have what is basically now a tiny glass megaphone. And I place that on the ground and I put my ear to the top. Okay. As you're listening, roll your intelligence.
1: Two pass. Two pass. You can hear what sounds like at least three individual things kind of burrowing around in the ground. Like a groundhog burrowing? It might be bigger than a groundhog. Like a badger burrowing? Roll your intelligence. Many yeah. passes. Yo, oh, the thing that is burrowing under the ground, it might be the size of a badger. It's about two basketballs wide. You get the sense it might be spherical in the way that it is burrowing around. Something about the, the, the tunnels that you can hear, the sound goes out in equal parts, I, su- I should say. How
0: interesting. I've never heard anything like this. Well, I suppose we should dig. Okay. We're going to stomp over to the shed that we've previously established and assume there's a shovel in there. If this guy gardens, then he's got a shovel. You're going to go onto his property? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I walk up to the front door. And and I'm, you have left the circle. I've left the circle. So the guy sees you? Yeah. I have not left the circle, by the way. I'm still looking at my porno. (laughs) I thought you made a deal not to leave the circle. Yes, and in fact, I would like to go even more into the circle. May we borrow two shovels? I think there's something under your circle.
1: Was I not very specific that if you left the circle, you had broken your deal with me? You were
0: very specific, but my leaving the circle was to go even deeper into the circle. So we agree that you broke... The deal that you broke? I would say I broke the letter of the law, not the spirit. Man, the spirit here is that I would very much (laughs) like to learn more about your circle, and with your assistance, we could accomplish that. Just give him a fucking shovel. I wanted to be very clear that you agree
1: that you broke the letter of the law. Uh, You can have a shovel if you promise to hit that child with it. Honestly, at this point in the evening, I probably will. I look forward to it.
0: I'd like it. to see you try.
1: The, the man looks over in your general direction, Duncan, and goes,
0: I fucking hate that child. <laughs> at which point we cut to us digging. Yeah. At this point, we're now a couple feet deep in us? the earth. Yeah. Oh, you're digging too. You're going to have to. <laughs> he roll to convince Duncan to dig. Let's see. Well, if, let's see if you can convince me to do anything. Turns out I can't. Yeah, (laughs) you're Uh, digging. Cut to Duncan looking at a porno mag and me digging a hole. (laughs) I've gotten deeper, (laughs) deeper into this porn
1: mag. So as Mr. Linnaeus is digging, he eventually hits something with the shovel. And the shovel is pulled underground. Holy crow. Did I notice that? Well, I don't know. Roll to see if you
0: noticed it or if you were too busy looking at asses. Yeah, I'm curious. Oh, a six. I immediately, like, get up, freaked out by that. If I shout from the circle, they can hear us back at the house, right? Yes, they can. Close enough. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Hi. It's the science teacher again. There's something under here. Could you perhaps send out Charlie with another shovel? I can't explain what just happened, but I no longer have your shovel. Charlie, get on over there. And so
1: Charlie gets on over. Duncan goes for his bat. You guys, tell me your athletics. Three. Zero. You're gonna get to go first. Okay. I will go second. You will go third. When does Charlie go? Good question. Whenever he comes out. Once Charlie arrives... I imagine he's going last. Charlie will get put into... Well, it'll be basically you, then Charlie, then what I'm talking about right now, and then Brent. It is technically your turn
0: right now, Duncan. What would you like to do? Okay, so the shovel has just went underground. Yeah. Yeah. I grab my bat, and I'm going to inch closer to where the hole is. Where the cautiously, hole is. Cautiously go to the hole. You're moving towards the hole. Yes, he's going to go cautiously uh, move towards the hole. Mr. Linnaeus is cautiously moving away from the hole. Right. <laughs> Two different sorts of characters. <laughs> <laughs> If there's something under there that can eat a shovel, I want to see what it
1: is. A thing leaps up out of the hole and gnashes its teeth in your face and hits you for two damage. A second thing crops up, not in that hole, but somewhere else. Mr. Linnaeus, what you see is a big kind of furry puffball that's got kind of golden hair to it. It's got little antennas, big bug eyes, and big gnashy teeth right on Duncan's face. How yeah. many? How
0: many limbs does it have?
1: It has very tiny arms. They're fast. They seem to be able to move fast.
0: Is this like a furry centipede, or is it like a is it
1: a quadruped? You know, a vino nap, Jeffrey.
0: Mm-mm.
1: I would describe that, and, I, and we'll try and describe this. It's again. like a tribble. It's like a big tribble. What's a tribble?
0: I like that you pulled out an obscure Pokemon, but you don't know uh, The Trouble with Tribbles. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty cool. <laughs> that's yeah. a cool frame of, cool frame of reference. I like that we're the kind of nerds where we can have this lack of overlap. That's right. <laughs> so it would still be very nerdy. I love that. Okay, so for those listening at home, imagine a big Venonat or a <laughs> giant Tribble. Yes. But mean. Okay,
1: one thing I do want to do is I want to give you a token for reading Ass Magazine the whole time
0: he was digging. Oh, thank you. I think
1: that's... Very in character. Oh, much
0: appreciated. So I have an ability, Bad Edit, and it doesn't cost me a token to use it. So I can take a turn right now, even on somebody else's turn. Okay. So I'm gonna move my baseball bat to my other hand, and to take out my pocket knife, and I'm gonna stab the thing in the side, the thing that's on my face. I'm gonna stab it in its side. Okay, Uh, go ahead and try and stab it. I got one pass. Okay, that's
1: enough. You hit it, and the thing goes, and then just slumps over and
0: sinks back into the ground.
1: A second one. It, does also, it
0: dig back into the ground, or it like sinks the like ground the ground is water? The ground took it. Oh. The ground
1: took it, and it is back in the ground. Well, that's ominous. Oh so another one pops up, and then another one also shows up. So two of them are now above the ground and are snarling. That one, Each one is trained on one of you. It is now Mr. Linnaeus' turn.
0: I have a plus three on my ranged scalpel. Don't ask me how, but that's just how the dice (laughs) rolled it. So I'm going to roll my uh, ranged scalpel.
1: And oh, no passes. No passes. So you throw a scalpel and
0: outside of the circle it gets a trick. Nice going, Nerdist. I knew I should have practiced throwing. How's your face? <laughs> Bad. What are these? You're the scientist. All right, so it is now your turn again. Duncan is fucking pissed. He wants to hit both of them with his baseball bat. And because of the way my powers work, I don't have to lose points for hitting multiple targets. Gotcha, okay. So this is one big swing that knocks yep. them both out of the circle. That's my idea. Three passes. Okay, so you managed to hit both of them with the baseball bat, and they both kind of go <laughs>
1: And then they they sink into the ground.
0: Go fudge yourselves! As one sinking, the science teacher in Carl overcomes the coward in Carl, and he leaps out and grabs one by the fur. You want to try and grab one before the ground takes it?
1: Yeah. Roll your athletics. Come on, lucky roll. I got a one. Okay, that's so poor that you grab hold of it, but you just grab it right as you are getting into the ground, and then the ground grabs your hand and you can't get it back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so now
1: your hand is stuck in the ground.
0: Mr. Punch Nugget? <laughs> I, 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 need a, I need a hand.
1: Three of these things pop up out of the ground, and they're all gonna attack Punch Nugget.
0: In a minute, dingus.
1: One succeeds. Okay. The other one does double damage. Oof. And the other
0: one succeeds, so that's four damage. My shields are gone. Okay, and they take two damage on my heart. I actually got, so I have this thing called Mm Bloodlust. So once per scene, when you cause an enemy to mark their last heart, immediately use a major action as a free action. Okay. Could I do like a dodge on one of them? Like, as a free action? Because I must have killed that one, right? You killed them all in one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you want to try and... Yeah, you want to dodge one? I want to dodge one. Okay, so
1: dodge one. You miss the attack that does double damage.
0: Okay. And he doesn't have to roll for the dodge? No, I'm going to let him do it. Great. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay, so I took two more damage there.
1: So you took two damage, and now there are three that are up and in front. It is now your turn. Can I, with
0: one hand in the ground, can I reach any of these things? Roll your athletics to see if you could do it. Mm -hmm. Three. No, you, you couldn't do it. Got it. How far away is Charlie?
1: Charlie's coming.
0: Oh, God. Is Charlie... He's not
1: coming. <laughs> we are
0: fucked. <laughs> but, I mean, the house isn't that far, is it? Yeah, Charlie's on his way. Okay, great. Charlie's on his way. Yeah. Then I guess I imagine I grabbed with my right hand, so I have my left hand. I'm going to try and left-handed throw a throwing scalpel and hit one of these things. Yeah, you need two passes then. You know what? In high school, to impress a girl... I spent an entire semester just using my left hand so that when I asked her out and she said, why would I ever want to go out with you? There's nothing remarkable out of you. I could say, well, I am ambidextrous. Now, I never got up the courage to ask her out, but I did become ambidextrous. I need
1: you to roll persuasion on me.
0: I'm right-handed, but my left hand is just as good.
1: I'm going to let this stand. This is funny. Just go ahead and do it. Okay. You succeeded, right? Yeah. In convincing Patrick, the narrator. So we see your hands stuck, and then we zoom into your eyes, and like the movie Russian Ark, we just see this whole thing (laughs) play out, where you're trying to impress this girl by becoming ambidextrous. We see your heart get broken, tears start rolling down your face. You reach for the handkerchief with your left hand, and you realize that while you have a broken heart, you have gained a skill. We zoom back out of your eyes and you grab a scalpel and you throw with your left hand at one of these creatures and roll to see if you hit it. The middle one. The middle one.
0: I'm going to mess it up.
1: Yeah. And you hit it and it and then it sinks into the ground.
0: It is now punching. Suck on that, you unidentified mammalian reptile. So there's two of them now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try again. I'm going to do another batter up. Okay. I'm gonna try to hit them both in one turn. Okay. Are you gonna try and hit one into the other, or are you just gonna hit them both with a bat? I'm gonna hit one into the other. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Fuzzball <laughs> in the side pocket. Two passes.
1: Okay, you succeed and you knock both of them out. As they get hit, like, remember how they're gold on their fur? Little splooshes of gold, like, come out like blood as you hit them. There's piles of this sort of
0: golden blood kind of all around the circle. Try and save some of that in one of the flasks. This is nuts. What did you get me into? I wish I knew. And I'm excited by the fact that I don't. (laughs) All right. Science only happens on the borders. <laughs> <laughs> Token for science
1: only happens on the borders. So now there is just this golden blood everywhere. You're still stuck in the ground, Linnaeus. And then you hear footsteps coming
0: up. Am I being pulled down or am I just stuck? You're stuck in the okay. ground.
1: If you try and pull out, it, it pulls, pulls back. back at you. Got it. But like it allows you to stay where you're at. Somebody comes from the direction of the house. It's not Charlie. Charlie. It's the man. He looks at you and goes, how y'all doing out here?
0: Bad. You have monsters on your property. I hate to use that word, but you have some kind of tiny golden monsters that live under this circle.
1: The problem's tiny golden monsters? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you can see I'm covered in gold blood. I can see you're covered in some sort
1: of shit, but I would expect a weakling like you to absolutely do something like that. Oh, try me. Oh, you have something you want to say to me? I do, actually. Why don't you come over here and say it, you little piece of shit?
0: Okay, great. Yeah, he's going to run at this guy and try to punch (laughs) him in the face. Okay, and so
1: you run at him. Yep. You're going to try and punch him in the face? Yeah. Roll your strength, right? Yep. Two passes. You do double damage. So you clock him right in the face. I'm the bully. I'm the only bully here. And the man looks back up at you and he smiles and he goes, you dumb motherfucker, you left the circle. Y'all are mine now. Hey guys, this is Patrick again. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this show. Please go ahead and subscribe so that you can hear part two of what's coming up next week. We always appreciate it. And thanks so much. We'll see you then.